Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Taking Control of Your Financial Life podcast. Providing the simple answers to the complex questions asked about your financial future. Let's get you the answers you need about retirement, investing, asset planning, and the current market. Here's your host, Julian Rubenstein. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Taking Control of Your Financial Life. My name is Julian Rubenstein, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm also the president of American Asset Management, a registered investment advisor located in Boca Raton, Florida. I'm very excited about today's show, as we are fortunate to have Raphael Alvani, founder and CEO from the company from Profits Come First as our guest today. So please join me in welcoming Rocky to the podcast. Hello, Rocky. Hey, Julian. Good to meet you. Thank you so much for having me on today. Well, thank you so much for taking your time to be here. Um, I'm really actually excited about today's show because it's something different. Uh, you are doing something that I've really never heard of. So why don't we just get right into it and tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your practice and your business? So I am basically a profit expert. I work with small business owners to help them with their finances inside their business. I've always been a personal money nerd. So from the time I was young, I was always investing, building up my wealth. And and I did all of that. And I always was amazed that more states weren't wealthy. I'm an immigrant. So when we came here, we started with very little. And as I started to look around, I realized there were a couple of reasons for that. One were money mindsets. You know, if you're not allowed to talk about money, how are you going to get good with money if it's a taboo subject? And so I was just kind of teaching in that space. And then I learned and it was kind of shocking to me. I assume people who went into business understood the business of business. And I was shocked to learn that most business owners weren't looking at their financials at all. They weren't looking at their accounting. And many of them just did not enjoy it at all. And I'm sure, you know, as a financial planner, you you really realize if you don't look at your numbers, you're going to make a mess of them. And so I partnered with Mike Michalowicz, who wrote the book Profit First. I'm one one of his Profit First professionals. And we work with small business owners to change the way they look at numbers and to really just change their entire mindset in their business about how they spend. Okay. Can you give us some examples like some people you've worked with and what you've done for them? Sure. Well, first of all, let's talk about Mike changed the equation. So we're all told sales minus expenses equals profit which means profit is a leftover. Mike said, well, wait a minute. We're supposed to pay ourselves first, right? You hear that in personal finance, business finance. So he said, why don't we do sales minus profit equals expenses? And so you take your profit first. You pay yourself first. Just like, you know, in the on the personal side, if you want to build well, take the money out of your check before you even see it so you can't spend it automate all of your finances so that your money is 
going to building wealth. And it's the same thing in business. And so what this system basically does is it automates the business finances. It gives every dollar a job and it sends it to do that job, whether it's profit, the owner's paycheck, because most owners pay themselves last, or it goes towards paying the owner's taxes, because that's always a surprise at tax time, because it's not coming out of their check normally. And then the rest goes to pay for their operating expenses. What they're doing is constraining their spending. It's like you want to go on a diet. What do you do? Get a smaller plate. If you have a smaller plate, you eat less, right? If you have a smaller bank account, you spend less. People will spend all the money they have. It's lifestyle inflation. Same thing happens inside of a business. The more money you have, the more you tend to spend, the more you get a little bit lazy with it. So the business owners that I tend to work with are the ones who are allergic to looking at their financials. They want someone to look at their financials, read the tea leaves, and tell them what's going on. And I think that's one of the biggest problems for business owners. The P&L tells part of the story. The balance sheet tells another part of the story. The cash flow report tells another part of the story. But there's no one thing that gives them the total story. And the other problem is all of those are, are rearview mirror, right? I'm sure you probably say to people, past returns don't predict future returns, right? Sure. Past results in your business, your, your old reports aren't going to tell you what to do tomorrow. And so what we really try to do is help the business owner see what's going on in the moment and predict the future as best as they can predict the future. And once you just put a little bit of attention to this, your profits, your margins, your ability to have cash flow to make wiser decisions is just a natural outcome. We've had business owners that have worked with us who were in business for over 10 years and always struggled. Generally, within about 18 months, they invariably say to me, wow, we've had never had so much cash in the business. What do we do? I might take the money out of your business, give it to someone like Julian, build wealth outside your business because you never know when the economy is going to hit or COVID or a recession. Make sure you're building another stream of income or safety somewhere else outside the business. And for a lot of business owners, removing money from the company is a struggle. Paying themselves is a struggle. They're always taking care of everyone else before themselves. Right. So you're saying by them knowing that they're going to pay themselves first and they have a limited amount of money to spend elsewhere, they're going to think long and hard about how they spend that money. Right. Correct. Yeah. They're going to better manage their cash flow because too often what we do is we throw money at problems instead of being resourceful. But when you're forced to be resourceful, business owners do amazing things. But you got to constrain them. You got to hold them back from just throwing money at every problem. And more often than not, we waste it. That's very interesting. Yes, I, I, I definitely could see how that, that is a problem. And it's when you resolve it like that, right? Because you have all this cash coming in and you're just, well, let's pay this expense, that expense. Oh, we have more. Let's do advertising. And you forget to pay yourself. Yes. Or, you know, when you paid the advertising bill, that was supposed to be your paycheck or you, you're you told, well, you got to reinvest in your business. Right? right. So everyone's constantly told to reinvest in their business. Well, when are you actually going to get a payout from your business? Has that been planned? Do you know what it is? Large companies all have CFOs, right? There is somebody at the helm looking at their financials in most small businesses. 
that's not always the case. And the accountant and the bookkeeper, they don't know how to do this, right? They're not sitting in that CFO chair. They're sitting in the tax compliance chair or the make sure the numbers are all correct in QuickBooks chair. And they really can't help the business owner. And the business owner doesn't even understand what they're talking about. I debited this and I credited this and we did a journal entry. I don't know what you're talking about. Do I have cash and how can I grow my business tomorrow? Right, exactly. Yes, they're, they're just doing the mechanicals. Right. Not the big picture. Not the big picture. Right. What is the, what is the, if it was just one thing you share with every client, what, what would that be? So first of all, just for if you're a business owner and you're listening to this and you think I'm crazy or the, these things are wild, what we tell people is to take one small step, set up one bank account that's separate, designate it and call it your profit account. And every month, just take one percent of your sales and put it in that account. You will not miss a dollar out of 100. And once you start to see how much money that one percent is over time and it's not hurting you, just double it, make it 2%, right? This is the same thing as personal finance. Start saving and slowly increase it. And over time, it's not going to be hard to get to a 5 or 10% profit margin because what's going to happen over that time is you're going to constrain yourself and then go through all your expenses and say, where are we wasting money in our business? Just like people at home have these, you know, this subscription service, that subscription service on business that goes on steroids. You know, oh, I signed up for this trial and they're still charging me and I haven't used it. Or my employee signed up for this software and we stopped using it six months ago. Or I'm paying for three different services that do the same thing. Or, oh, my God, the cable company doubled their rates and I didn't know. So it's it's just. Being aware of what's going on in your business, constraining yourself and automating your profit. Yeah, it makes so much sense. I mean, I always marvel at how many of these automated subscriptions people have and they just forget about them and how much money these companies make because people just forget that they have it, especially and they raise, not a big number. Yeah, and they raise the price every year. Right. Like people who pay for Gmail, they, uh, they, an employee leaves, they forget to cancel the Gmail account and they're paying for it over and over and over. They are. Or I've noticed a lot of times, even with Gmail, I'm like, why are you paying so much for a Gmail account? Why do you have like the top tier Gmail when all you need is the bottom tier Gmail? You are so right. Right. Yeah. You go from $20 a month, which doesn't sound like a lot to $6 a month. Multiply that by 10 employees. It's a lot of money. It is. You know, it's funny because I I was paying for this one subscription service and it was okay. It was only nine bucks a month. I didn't care that much. And I'm finally like, you know what? I think I'm done with this. So I went to cancel it. And when I went to cancel it, it actually showed me the total that I paid. And they're like, you paid these people two hundred and seventy dollars. I'm like, how did nine dollars turn into two seventy? Right. Like, how did that happen? It was so inconsequential. But this stuff multiplies, it compounds. And that's really the key is is to get on the, the right side of the compounding, not the wrong side of compounding. I once had a businessman tell me, you make sure you look after the pennies because the dollars look after themselves, right? It's so smart because big expenses you're going to notice. It's the little ones that you don't notice. So, And that, that's what kills you because they add up. You got to pay attention to the small things. It does. And it depends on the business model. Like I know these days, everyone thinks selling on the Internet is so easy. You start looking at these e-commerce models and you start looking at the platforms and you start looking at platform fees. 
it is pretty scary how much all those platforms are charging, which is why they're all big and filthy rich. And the small business owner is is struggling because between the cost of goods and their platform fees and advertising, when they're done paying all of that, they literally have pennies. And so if they're not managing those pennies, they're in serious trouble. Got it. What's the what mistake you find that many people make when you go in there? What's the one mistake almost everyone makes? So I would say first off, and I'll tell it more like a story. You're down in Florida, right? Yes. You go to the airport. You get on the plane. The pilot comes on. Pilot says, hey, I don't know where we're going today. And I don't know if they put fuel in the tank. Are you going to stay on that airplane? You can go, wait a minute. I was going to New York, right? I know where I'm going. He better know that we're going to New York and that he has enough fuel. Business owners don't define where they're going. Where are you going to be on December 31st of this year? What is your sales going to be? What are your expenses going to be? What's that budget? How much cash do you need to get from here to there? If you don't know how much cash you need, Halfway through the year, you might run out of cash. And I think one of the biggest things, you know, everyone wants to sell into these big places like Costco or Sam's Club or some big place like that. Well, think about it. If I want to sell something to Costco, let's just say they order a couple pallets of something for me. A, I have to go buy all the materials. Then I have to produce it. That all takes cash. Then I have to ship it to Costco. Costco still hasn't paid me. Right. They're probably not going to pay me for 120 days. 75 days later, they call me up and they go, you're doing phenomenal. We love your stuff. Send me another order. Now I'm paying for a second set of materials, second set of employee work, second set of shipping. And I still don't have a dollar coming in my door. If you don't know how to pay for the cash flow of growth, you will find yourself in trouble. And I think most business owners just say, oh, if I just sell more, it'll all fix itself. No, one of the biggest reasons businesses fail is they grow too fast and they don't have the cash to get them through the growth. Yes. You know, I have a um, some a piece of art in my office. It says, if you don't know where you want to go, you don't know how to get there. Exactly. And I, I don't think and this is I'm not going to pick on business owners because I think people are the same. If you ask people a simple question, what do you want? I don't think most people can define that answer. And the same goes for the business owner. What do you want? Where are you going? If we know where we're going and we know what we want, it becomes really easy to ignore shiny objects. It becomes really easy to backward engineer the path to get there. So even on the personal retirement side, you know, when do you want to retire? How much money do you want to retire with? You start knowing those numbers, it becomes very easy to do the math. And then the bigger question is, what do you want to do when you retire? Because if you just kind of retire, you probably go off and die. Um, (laughs) Right. You you need to have a meaningful purpose of what you're doing. I tell everyone retirement is really not the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. If you because you can be bored to death. Right. And everyone says, oh, no, no, I'll play golf. I'll play tennis. I'll keep real busy. After six months, you realize, I mean, I have so many clients that retired early that they would pay someone for a job. (laughs) send them to me i'll give them a job (laughs) especially if they pay me to do the work honestly what i do now this is my retirement business i do what i love i don't do what i don't want to do i have fun and i make more money than i did when i was working that's great 
Yeah, that's all. And you love what you do. And I love what I do. Yeah, I planned it. I I said, this is what I want from life. This is what I want to do. This is who I want to help. Now let me just reverse engineer what I need to do to make that happen. And it, it's not just money. It's time. It's constraints on time as well as it is constraints on money. And I think that's the one thing people don't value is their time. And they don't realize how precious it is and how little they have of it. That's true. I think that's a famous Mark Cuban comment, right? The only thing money cannot buy is time. Correct. And the same thing goes for the business owner. You know, you have to value the time. So, and it's funny because in years ago, you would hear people say this, they would sell books on eBay that they would get for free and they still lost money. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because they didn't really value the amount of time it would take to create a listing put the in the box, go to the post office, ship the stuff out. When they started looking at their actual time, they were making pennies an hour. It wasn't worth the effort. And I think more often than not, we don't put a dollar on our time and say, this is what my time is worth. Because if I know what my time is worth, I can get rid of tasks that I don't want to do. If my time is worth 200 bucks an hour, I'm not mowing the lawn. I'm paying some guy 40 bucks or 50 bucks to go do it, right? Same thing for other parts of life. But that doesn't mean I pay somebody $50 to mow my lawn and I go watch a Netflix movie, right? I'm out generating income, go spend that time. And then this way, I don't have to spend time over here doing the things that I might not enjoy. If you love cutting the lawn, then go cut the lawn. That's fine. But you got to know what you want. Well, that's a great segue to my next question. So how do you define success? Time freedom. The ability to, to do what you want when you want and the ability to say yes and no. Okay. When like- you don't have to do what you don't want to do, that's success. Uh, now, let me, with all the success you have had, what is your biggest challenge today? Challenge today for me? That's a good question. I'll put it a little bit more generally. Most people want to change the world and conquer the world and do all these big things. I'm just trying to conquer myself and change myself and those voices that you always hear in your head pull you down or other things like that. So it's more self-development, I think. Are you talking about anxiety or fears? What are you talking about? No, I, I think it's more just how how do you find peace no matter what happens? Okay. Like you get in a car accident. Can you be peaceful? Your plane's late. Can you be peaceful? Somebody didn't do what you wanted them to. Can you be peaceful? Okay. So I I understand you have a podcast called Richer Soul. I do. So I have two podcasts. One is Richer Soul. The other one is Profit Answer Man. So on Profit Answer Man, we teach business owners how to be profitable And then on Richer Soul, once you're profitable, once you have the money, how do you live the ultimate life? How do you live a life of harmony? People try to live a life of balance. You can't live a life of balance, right? Because life will never be in perfect balance. But how do you live a life of harmony? How do you figure out how different parts of life come and go? And how do you play the music that you want to play for your life and enjoy it? And that's a big part of what we talk about there. Mindset, purpose, setting your your goals. And then how do you look at all the components of life from health to wealth to time to relationships to spirituality? How do you create all of that for you? Very interesting. 
Well, I've really enjoyed the show. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience that we have not touched on? Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest thing that holds people back is taking the first step. It's the hardest part, right? Take the first step. The rest will follow, but you can't steer a ship in port. You got to get moving. So whatever you want to go do, just take the first tiniest small step. That's it. And then take the next one and keep trying. Yeah, I, everything you're saying is exactly, I agree with 100%. I think you're saying first you've got to decide what you want, where you want to take your business, but then you got to take the first step to getting there. Just saying I want to grow my business X, to X dollars. Okay, that's the start, but how, what's, how are we going to get there? Let's put, the, let's put things in motion that are going to get us there. Not everything then, will work, but it's to get started. Yeah, and when you have a target, it becomes much either easier to define the next step. Absolutely. Well, I want to really thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Um, it was definitely a different podcast than we usually have, and I certainly learned a lot, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, appreciate it. If they want to get in touch with you and take advantage of what you have to offer, what's the best way to do that? So before you all get in touch with me, if you like what Julian does here, hit like, right? Share the podcast with a friend. Do him a nice favor and say thank you in that way. And then after you do that, if you want to find me, uh, the website is Profit Comes First. You'll find links to the podcasts or more of our material. You can learn more about us. That's great. Well, thank you very much. I look forward to having you on another show. Thank you for having me today. Thank you for tuning in to Taking Control of Your Financial Life. For more information about today's topics, please visit or check the show notes for more important information and links. Share, rate, and review this show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.